Welcome to At Work in America, sponsored by Paychex. We welcome a wide and exceptionally impressive array of guests, business leaders, HR leaders, academics, practitioners, consultants, and authors to talk about the most timely, relevant, and challenging issues that are influencing the workplace today. At Work in America digs in behind the headlines and trends to the stories of real people making a difference in the world of work. And now here are your hosts, Steve Bowes and Trish McFarland-Steed. Welcome to the At Work in America show. We have a great show for you today, Trish. This is one of our favorite shows that we do each year. It is our end of year and beginning of the next year planning show all around payroll and HR and employee data, but actually more importantly, I think this year, re-engaging and reinvigorating kind of your relationship to your workforce uh, for 2023. I'm excited, Trish, for today's show. I know you are as well. I am too. I mean, when you think back to those practitioner days for both of us, end of year is actually really stressful. And when you're in human resources, you're in payroll, you're sort of running the people aspects of your business. You are always looking for those resources. And so I am proud that this is our third year that we're having um, our friend Tom from Paychecks come back and actually help everyone with that end of year checklist. So it'll be great. Before we welcome Tom Hammond back to the show, Trish, uh, I do want to thank our friends at Paychex. Of course, this episode of At Work in America is sponsored by Paychex, one of the leading providers of HR, payroll, retirement, and insurance solutions for businesses of all sizes. Even the most seasoned professionals can be easily overwhelmed by the critical tasks that need to be done during year end, which is one of the reasons why we do this show every year. But you can download the Paychex year-end checklist to get organized. In it, you'll find timely tips, important deadlines, and advice backed by decades of experience to help you navigate this time of year so you don't lose momentum as we transition to 2023. And you can visit paychecks.com slash A-W-I-A to download your copy today. That link will be in the show notes. We'll be talking about a lot of the uh, information that's in that year-end uh, planning guide. And uh, of course, we have, we'll welcome Tom to the show to talk about it himself. Uh, back to the show, of course, Tom Hammond. He's the Vice President of Corporate Strategy and Product Management at Paychex. We are going to be talking about the importance of giving your business a year-end checkup. With more than 30 years of experience at Paychex, Tom leads an organization that develops strong, intuitive, and relevant human capital management solutions for America's small and mid-sized businesses. He also shapes and directs the execution of the company's strategic vision that enables Paychex and its customers to succeed in an increasingly competitive market. In his role, Tom has been instrumental in delivering innovations that help entrepreneurs and HR leaders simplify the complexities of running a business by bringing to market powerful HR, payroll, benefits, and insurance solutions to more than 730,000 clients. That is the correct number, by the way, 730,000 clients, which is unbelievable to me. Uh, Tom, welcome back to the show. Great to see you. How are you today? I couldn't be better, uh, Steve. It's great to be with you and with Trish. Uh, this is clearly one of my favorite times of the year. It's a really important topic, and I just love spending time with you guys. You, you energize me in uh, in the mission that you bring to uh, businesses across America. So love being with you guys. That's awesome. Great to see you. I, 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 I We read in the bio in the intro, 730,000 clients. I, I feel like I want to go back a couple of years to the last couple of times we did this show and it was probably 500,000 <laughs> and then 600,000. It was like 500, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. 730,000, which is a kind of a testament to uh, you and the team at Paychex and, and, and just the support 
uh, you've given so many small and medium-sized businesses uh, over the last few years. So it's pretty remarkable. I love I love seeing that success and growth and, and kudos to you and the team. Before we get into all the kind of year-end Thank stuff you. we want to talk about, just uh, congratulations, I guess I'd say, to you, you and the entire team there. Thank you. Definitely a humbling uh, figure to look at year over year over year and the implication that that has on the United States of America. So very much appreciate that. Great work from a great team. Very proud to represent them. Um, let's talk year end. Let's get into it. Now, we we talked a little bit before the show. There's kind of four key elements or four key focus areas, if you will, that we'd like to talk about today for HR and payroll and business owners, quite frankly, as they get ready to end this year and transition yeah. to the to the new year. We're going to talk about all four of them. Uh, first is kind of just getting your business data in order and in alignment. I'd love for you maybe, Tom, to share, I don't know, some of the real key points here that organizations, payroll, HR leaders, business leaders, et cetera, need to think about when it comes to getting your business data ready to go and up to date for year end. Yeah, definitely, Steve. When we think of year end here at Paychex and specifically the month of December, it's just a perfect time for a checkup. And, and starting with your business data is uh, the foundation. So when we think of business data, it's really about addresses, the addresses of your businesses, the locations that you have a physical uh, presence, your tax ID numbers, your tax rates. I want to spend just a second because there's some new dynamics that we're seeing in the market. Obviously, all of us are aware as HR professionals that the COVID pandemic introduced that remote or hybrid or flex work, however you want to describe it. But there was, an, I think, an um, a consequence that came with that remote work and some of the flexibility that businesses introduced. And what we're seeing here at Paychex is that businesses have employees now who work remotely. And for businesses that don't have a really tight process, what they're finding is that those employees are moving to different ge geographies across the United States. And that's introducing a very interesting dynamic where that business is now required to pay taxes in states where in the past they didn't have a physical presence. And that has caused a significant amount of consternation for businesses. So uh, really important that you have and start with where do you have employees that are physically residing? And now do you have the corresponding state tax IDs, state presence identified, tax rates, et cetera, located and, and loaded into your human capital management system? So that that's a really important dynamic uh, that we're seeing here uh, to take a look at as you end the year. The second is about your payments. So are your payments up to date for your contractors? and for your employees. So this is a, a great calendar year from an HR perspective as the 30th of December is on a Friday. So with that said, you can actually make some decisions for your business and for your employees. Do you want to pay your bonuses or your end of year uh, payments? Do you want to pay them in 2022 or do you want to move them to 2023? Certainly tax implications of those types of scenarios that you'd want to consult with your accountant or CPA on, but really great calendar uh, to give you that flexibility. And then third, I want to say, remember the CARES Act. So the CARES Act is coming up now on three years since it was passed. And that allowed a business to defer the payment of the employer social security withholding match of 6.2%. Businesses needed to pay about half of that or 50% of that deferral by the end of last December, December of 21. 
And now the remaining 50% is due here by the end of December 22. My message here is a really simple one. Make sure that that remaining 50% is paid by the end of the December, or you're going to face a 10% penalty on the entire deferred amount. And that will increase to 15% if the IRS issues a notice demanding payment and payment isn't made within 10 days. So a really simple thing to forget, but if you do forget it, it will essentially wipe out the entire tax savings of what you gained through taking advantage of the CARES Act. So really important. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that one specifically, Tom, because I mean, personally, I had sort of forgotten about that penalty part, the 10%. So, and I think too, as you're sort of talking through these, I'm just picturing in my head, again, being in that HR role, it's like, this is such a good way to partner, like you mentioned, with your accountant or your accounting and finance team, if they're internal, depending on the size of your business, um, it really gives you insight into how how the business both makes and saves money which yes. I know is sometimes something that HR kind of gets dinged for, right? That we're not as financially savvy, maybe about the business holistically. So I think what you're you're sort of laying in our hands is a way for those HR leaders and those payroll leaders to sort of be proactive, even if the accountants have it all figured out, right? Just the That's fact right. that you're going to have that conversation with them, great way to uh, to show you're on board, you support that, and maybe maybe in fact, you will uh, sort of surf, surface something that they've forgotten about. So really great. No doubt you. about it. No doubt about it, Trish. And, and partnering with a, uh, a partner like Paychex, we're constantly trying to uh, re-communicate the implications of legislation, whether the legislation was passed last week, uh, six months ago, or in this case, almost three full years ago. And what an impact that could have if you just forget that. Uh, certainly it would be a detriment to any business of any size. Yeah, yeah Trisha sure. said you'd forgotten about some of the penalty provisions in the CARES Act when it comes to uh, remittances. And I thought to myself, I forgot all about the CARES Act. I'm mean, totally honest with you. Like it, <laughs> It's because, right, it feels like it was, this has probably been the longest three years of our lives, right? So right, 2020 right. feels like 20 years ago versus three years ago. Yeah. But uh, it, it is important to remember that um, some of those uh, regulations and, and provisions that were passed back then still have repercussions today. And it's much like we've sort of forgotten about some of this. It's super easy, not just to, maybe to, you wouldn't forget about it if you were responsible for doing this, but just going back and doing the appropriate record keeping and making sure you're doing this correctly. That's certainly not easy, right? Especially when no, you're, you're trying, to, trying to run your small business or medium-sized business at the same time. So I, that's, those are great no points. Um, uh, I definitely well, I think it. too, when Tom talked about, you know, just, you might have, look, you might not have had something in place to sort of make approvals on where people were working from, which states, and now all of a sudden you're having to play catch up there too. Again, that was something obviously not through pandemic, but I was losing sleep over that having employees. And I think it was, you know, 43 states at that time, just trying to to be a mid-sized business and, and keeping track of all of that. And all of the legislation changes at a state level as well, overwhelming. Yes. So I think, Tom, the fact that you're saying, look, we're going to stay on top of that for you and we're going to make sure we're reinforming you, right? Yes. So that you can look smart <laughs> and uh, right. and stay on top of it and and make all of the necessary filings or changes or or whatever yeah. needs to be done. Yeah, right? it's really tricky. I, I just saw a piece the other day and I forget, the, I forget the country. It was a little bit, it's a similar kind of issue, but it involved a different country, but it was a small business and they had gone fully remote and had remained fully remote throughout 
all of this. And they had a couple of employees who decided one went to go live in Spain and the other went to live in, I don't know, England or something. And the, the, the U.S. company wasn't really authorized to employ people in either of those places and, yes. and, and was going to run into trouble, right? Uh, because sure. of it, right? And, and so uh, uh, certainly, yeah, yeah there's that a couple a- weeks left in the year, maybe even time to just send out a message to to all employees to say, Hey, here's what we have for you. Right. Indi- you know, individual messages. I yes. mean, but like here, yeah. here's what we have on file for you. Verify this is correct. Even yeah. right. Just take that stuff. Yeah. And- I think Steve, that's a perfect segue into, into the, the second set of data that really needs to be confirmed. And that's going to now the employee level. Yeah. So we've already spent uh, a few minutes talking about, Hey, the address of that employee is going to drive your state taxation and may drive minimum wage rules, different HR provisions that need to be communicated to the employees where they live. So really that has become bedrock as well. That's very foundational. If it's not accurate, that can have a sweeping impact and you'll soon find as the HR practitioner responsible for a payroll that you're going to be spending an awful lot of time with the IRS, whether it's uh, at the federal level or the state level uh, government agencies trying to figure that out. So obviously, one of the, the real keys there is making sure that that employee demographic data is 100% accurate. But in today's world, that should not be a task that an HR professional is trying to pull off paper reports and make phone calls to employees oh, yeah. to yeah. handle. With the mobile technologies that we have here at Paychex and uh, the other strong HR providers have available to them, that's about creating a, a mobile culture and an employee self-service culture, which is really, really important to drive the efficiency and effectiveness of the HR organization. So my recommendation would be leverage that mobile application and give that to the employees to validate for you. For the state taxes, make sure you're registered, make sure the withholding is up to date, the IDs are all there. Employees who are working and moving all around, that just introduces some new challenges. And then I would go to some real specifics. So third-party sick pay. So for HR professionals, that's make sure that data is entered into your into your payroll and HR system so that the withholdings for the employees that are being paid by an insurance provider are applicable and on that employee W-2. If not, you're going to have to go back and do amended returns, which is a complete mess and a challenge for any size business. And then lastly, remember those kind of abstract benefits like group term life insurance and personal use of a company car, if applicable, make sure that those are are entered appropriately. So they hit the W-2 and the taxation is is appropriately uh, taken care of. And then any manual checks that didn't quite make it into payroll before the end of the year, make sure those are there. So you've got an accurate W-2. But the foundation here from an employee perspective is, hey, as an employee, I think we all expect to take responsibility for our demographic data. Give us the opportunity to do that. Don't make that a headache that you need to take on from an HR perspective. Just provide the mechanism. Make sure they're enrolling in the mobile applications that are available. Just to give you an idea, we've got over four and a half million individuals leveraging our mobile application across the United States. So it's very simple to just send a note. If they don't have it, your provider should be able to give you the appropriate communication to say, download it here. Here's how you get your employee ID set up. And within a few minutes, you should be up and ready to go. Uh, And that should be a real simple way to drive efficiency for you. Yeah, that's a great tip. You know, it's funny, Steve and I were just talking the other day about, especially those businesses with a high percentage of deskless workers, 
right? Yes. They may never have a computer to go to. So you're right. I think if you just start that where you're, you're absolutely going to send it through on a mobile device um, for yeah. all employees, gets everyone in the habit. Hopefully they're already in the habit. You know, I think just a few short years back, they weren't. And so I know when we were at HR Tech this year, you were, you and the team were showing me your mobile app and it really yeah. does so much. So this is just one sort of little sliver of what yes. you can achieve in, in overall communications, which not only makes it easier for HR and payroll, but makes it easier for the employee as well. They don't have to go necessarily find a computer, log in, you know, exactly. try and figure out what's going on right there in their hand. Right. Yeah. If we go and just use paychecks as a, as a litmus test in our last fiscal year, we had two, almost 2 million individuals who uh, digitally onboarded via a mobile device. So just think about oh. the power that that has for a any size business, but think about the impact that has on HR, where the demographic data is entered by the employee. The That includes where they're residing to ensure that you've got the right state withholding right from the start and the ability up to and including the um, enrollment in your retirement plan, your insurance plans, et cetera. Imagine the productivity that comes from not having that be a paper-based process. And more than anything, you've established a strong foundation with that employee that you are a Fortune 500-like, Fortune 100-like organization with a digital onboarding experience, and that we're really focused on how you get to work and start running at what we hired you for. We're not interested in, in creating a full day or for, for full few days when you get started to just get your paperwork up and rolling. So it really has a morale and an engagement uh, efficiency opportunity inside of it as well. Yeah. And the thing that's remarkable about the last, I don't know, call it 15 years or so of the, of the growth of these technologies is that these kinds of technologies, these fortune 100 like level technologies, they're now available to organizations of all sizes. There's they really sure no organization too small, honestly, to avail themselves exactly. of these technologies because they're accessible. They're easy to implement. They're affordable. They're easy. They're intuitive. Uh, employees can adopt them really on their own without really Agreed. having to be trained, right? One-on-one. -on -one. It's remarkable how far the technologies come and democratize access to really powerful solutions to organizations of all sizes, which is fantastic. That to me was the greatest promise, if you will, of cloud-based technologies for HCM. Yes. And, and that's what we've seen uh, uh, for sure. So uh, Tom, I think uh, we've talked a lot about business data and employee data. Uh, maybe let's segue a little bit to some of the other uh, opportunities, if you will, for organizations yeah. and for HR and business leaders at year end, specifically around uh, challenges around retention and re-engaging employees yeah. at this time of year. Uh, I'd love some thoughts from you on uh, you know, what are some of the things that uh, employers or HR leaders can do to kind of re-engage with their teams and, and think about retention as we move into the new year. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point, Steve. So Leveraging benefits as a retention tool in December to me is a critical opportunity to re-recruit your entire organization, or at the very least, re-recruit your top talent. Our data is showing that many businesses are still struggling to find people to just fill open positions and to retain their existing employees. Now, certainly we've got outliers here where with some of the big tech giants have, have done layoffs, but the vast majority of the customers that we're interacting with are really struggling still with, hey, I've got open positions and I've got to retain my people. 
So that's a really tremendous opportunity to leverage your benefits package to re-recruit those great employees that you already have, recognizing it's going to cost you tens of thousands of people or dollars, excuse me, to re-recruit with a new individual and then get them trained and up and rolling. So benefits open enrollment obviously is heavily skewed to calendar your plan. So open enrollment could be running in your organization through the end of December. Make sure you're communicating the benefits you're offering. Most employees have no idea of the full suite of benefits that are available to them. So leverage that open enrollment as a real marketing opportunities to educate your employee and the investment that you're making in them. I like to, to tell people to consider a total rewards statement. A total rewards statement is a really powerful marketing tool. It's a simple statement that shows your compensation, your benefits, the employer match of your retirement or your insurance deductions. It can include the cost of training that you've actually incurred on behalf of an employee. There's lots of ways that individual small costs add up to a significant reward for an employee. Uh, I would encourage you to speak to your, your HR provider. If they don't have a total reward statement, give us a call. I'd love to have an opportunity to talk with you guys about that. It's a powerful tool that most don't take advantage of. Next, make sure that your employees are really fully aware of what benefits will expire. It's incredibly frustrating to HR professionals when an employee comes in and says, hey, you never told me my dependent care FSA or my medical FSA dollar amounts, and now they're gone. Uh, what about calendar year paid time off? If you have a policy where you use it or lose it, that is a horrible experience and a, a way to completely deflate morale if you don't communicate those things. On the flip, it is a great way to engage your employees and, and really give them uh, access to what they've worked hard to have the opportunity to take advantage of. Make sure your 23, your 2023 benefits data, make sure that's updated for your first payroll in 2023. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of cleanup to do right from the start. And then my last piece would be technology has significantly changed when it comes to W-2s. And uh, the industry for 30 years that's a massive enhancement that I have seen. Just to give you a sense of, of what it looks like here at Paychex, we're communicating to our clients that their employees will be able to access their W-2 on January 6th. So I want to think about that. January wow. 6th, employees are going to be able to go to their Flex Mobile app and download, print, move to their appropriate tax provider, their individual W-2. And there are millions of individuals across the U.S. that don't need to wait for anything else other than that W-2. And they're really interested in getting their taxes filed because they're expecting a refund. That's a great opportunity to actually get the employee into the mobile tech and to, to change the paradigm where they're interacting with the mobile app. You can give them their check stubs then. You can give them access to the demographic data and try to to change this from a year-end checkup to an, a constantly new process. So there's a lot here from a retention perspective and a recruiting perspective. Just take advantage of all that you're doing and use that total rewards concept as a way to re-recruit your existing staff. What I love about all of that, Tom, is that for the longest time, 
I think I was on the soapbox of benefits can be strategic. And yes. that's just one small way that you're, you're giving an example of how benefits can be really strategic for the organization. I think that, you know, I've certainly worked in places where you uh, are trying to just maybe do a passive enrollment. You really just want people to just kind of slide under the radar, right? And it's such a, a bad approach. Like this is your opportunity, right? I, I love that you're saying sort of, you know, get them involved again, really show them what benefits they have, help them with things they might be losing. All of those things, you're right. It's going to save you time and money in the end because you're not out there re-recruiting um, exactly. new people. So yeah, think about that. If you're, a long, if you're a longstanding employee in an organization, the last time you probably had a detailed benefit walkthrough may have been when you were onboarded. Right. And is that the way it should be? I don't think so. I think yeah. those are the folks that you would want to really understand. You know all the benefits that you have available to you and what the impact those could be. And that's really what we recommend. Best practice. I think too, yeah. when you talk about total reward statements, it was not that long ago. And I'm sure there are still listeners out there who are doing it with, you know, Word documents and mail merging to the addresses and, yes. and trying to, to create this on your own. I've been that person um, it's, it's a noble effort, but my goodness, it's like, well, don't, and don't even get started on the security implications of doing that oh. kind of thing oh, in things like I, word and, and emails. Uh, it's awful. I have, right? Yeah. It, we'll save it for Halloween. I've literally worked somewhere where it got uh, off by one, by one oh. row for like hundreds of employees. I didn't do it. I'm just going to say that right now, but, um, yeah, so a simple, tiny mistake can really yeah. just cause total chaos. So I love this idea, having it mobile, making that available. So it's all accurate. It's all on time and it's a recruiting and retention tool. So all the better. Yeah, for sure. And, and I'd, I'd echo a lot of your statements, Tom, about how, yeah, sure. We read the headlines. This is a little bit of a, I'll go on my soapbox too on this. We read the headlines about tech company A or tech company B, maybe doing some layoffs. And that's certainly been happening over the last few months. And it's really sad. And I feel for everybody who's impacted by this, but on the, on the flip side, right. Think about just living our lives. I feel like everywhere I've gone in the last three, four months, every airplane, every hotel, every restaurant, every ball game, you name it, right. They're full of people. They're packed. I went to, I went to Epcot for a day, not too long ago in about a month. It was the most crowded I'd ever seen it. Like, I mean, nice. literally people were bursting from the seams of, of, yeah. of Epcot down in Disney world. <laughs> right. So Maybe their things are slowing down in certain parts of the of the market, at certain parts of the economy, and some firms certainly have let people go. But on the macro level, and certainly in many of the small to mid-sized businesses, the service-oriented businesses, the hospitality and leisure businesses, I yes. don't see it personally. Just from you know living uh, life, right. I think organizations are still really really struggling with retention and, and hiring. So yeah, to any opportunity to strengthen your relationship with your, uh, with your team and your team members at the end of the year is, is a great, great idea uh, going into 2023. Thank you. Um, I have a quick question for you on mobile adoption of these. Mm -hmm. I'd love to just get a little perspective on that because I will admit raising my hand, I, I will use mobile tools now, but my inclination is to always go to my computer. I don't know if I'm just, you mm -hmm. know, it's tiny, it's in my hand. I'm trying to figure it out while my kids, for example, who are 19, they, they do everything for college on their phone, right? They, they yeah. registered for college. <laughs> they got all their classes. They did all their financial aid. Can you talk a little bit about like, 
from your customers, you have so many customers, what's kind mm-hmm. of the, uh, the feeling and, and just around mobile usage and, and how are they adopting? Yeah, we actually see utilization at both the desktop uh, and the mobile phone. So desktop, tablet, and mobile phone device. And it's really interesting when you start to dissect that we have tons of examples. In fact, hundreds of thousands of examples every week where the payroll process actually started in the office on a desktop. We can see it transfer to a tablet and we can see it finish on a phone. And it is really fascinating. We can also see that it's happening in three different locations. So it's it's really a, wow. a proof point for us that the world is mobile. And the expectation is you need tools that can bridge the gap to fill fit the needs of each of us as consumers of technology. So it's very fascinating to see. There are weeks where we see 50% of the transactions on a phone, 50% on a desktop, uh, and w- across our time and attendance solution set, we see it very much diverse from uh, diverge, I should say, from some folks using a watch, some folks using uh, an actual kiosk, uh, some using the the phone. So it's a fascinating set of data to watch. It actually creates an incredible opportunity for us, but it also is a big challenge because now you're trying to ensure that your user experience actually uh, can can roll between those different uh, types of medium. So it's a fascinating uh, activity to watch. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I can tell you as someone who was a tiny bit reluctant um, when we were at HR tech and you showed me the uh, payroll approval on the phone. And I'm just like picturing in my head that would have saved me from being away from my family and my children for hours and hours that I used to sit at a desk somewhere and approve it manually. Yeah. So yeah, I think that might be the tipping point for me. So um, yeah, yeah, you guys are doing no good work there. Yeah, Thank you. absolutely. Uh, a couple of last things, Tom, and then I want to I want to sort of close with something I just learned this morning um, uh, about some 2022 data that I have. Uh, I saw this in the notes, Tom. I was shocked by this. I, as someone who follows labor market and the news, and I, I love this stuff, I was shocked by this stat. Uh, according to my notes, there's 21 states and 39 localities that are making changes to minimum wages effective one one 2023. I'm shocked by that number, right. Tom. Yes. Uh, what do folks need to do to sort of be ready for that? Well, first and foremost, make sure that that first check date is lined up but there's really a a handful of strategies you need to be thinking about. So in those 21 states and 39 localities, make sure that you've adjusted the the wage amounts on those particular employees. But what does that do from wage compression? Does it introduce wage compression now? What's the impact on your budget? Is your finance organization linked with HR? Do they truly understand, hey, we've got a built-in increased budget here just based on something that we had no control over? So that would be the the first thing, Stephen. Kind of right on the, uh, the the coattails of that are many businesses do their full wage adjustments for the new year. Make sure that that's in place for that first payroll. And again, yeah, open still enrollment. Really I'll common, go back yeah. to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Open enrollment. Traditionally, most businesses make that a calendar year January start. So if you're not leveraging a Ben Admin platform, that could be a, a set of work that you have to manage yourself. Certainly with leading providers like us, we have a concept of effective dating that allows you to say, 
here's the dollar amount. This is for everything in 22. Here's the dollar amount. This is for everything in 23. Make sure you're leveraging that and reaching out to your partner if it's not us uh, to say, hey, can I take advantage of that? And then those policies. So there's an awful lot that we've talked about today that is policy driven. So if you're starting or introducing new policies, or if you want to clean up a problem that you had in 2022 that we just discussed, now's the time to say, okay, I'm going to update my employee handbook and, and make sure all of the employees understand the implications of any changes that we're going to assume on 1-1 one, one of 23. Yeah, all of that's, that's really a, to start the year on the right foot. Tom, that's an awesome rundown of some of the things you need to know. And and again, we've, said, we've talked about this um, as well as in years past. The importance of working with a provider like Paychex, they're going to be doing a lot of this work for you, right? Or at least in support of you, right? So when the state of Rhode Island changes the minimum wage effective 1-1-2023, and you have employees in Rhode Island, like you're going to be set or if taxation rates changes, we didn't get into that. That changes probably quarterly, right? Around the country and yes. in, in literally thousands of withholding districts, right? Around around the, around yes. the country. Staying on top of that's impossible, right? Yourself, right? Sure. Especially if you have a dispersed employee <laughs> base. You, you've got to have the right partner to help you do that stuff. And, and it's so you can focus on the things that really matter, right? Engaging yes. with those employees and talking to them and coaching them and communicating with them and making sure that they understand, right? All the all the benefits that are available to them and, and that some of the things we talked about. So uh, I yes, do you, want to just- You use the right term and it was, you need the right partner. So yeah. the, the question we always have is, do you feel like you have a partner or do you have a provider? Because they're very different. A partner is going to be on top of that, communicating with you and making sure you're you're set and ready to roll with all the proactive items that we talked about today. A provider is going to say, hey, we communicated that to you in some way, shape or form. That's that's up to you. So definitely the partner is the key. Yeah, uh, that's great, great stuff. I want to just re- remind folks again that the year-end checklist that Paychex provides, and by the way, you don't have to be a Paychex client to get to that's this right. resource. Paychex that's does correct. this for everyone, for the entire community, which is much like they do all year long and through COVID especially. We don't have to revisit all the things you did for the community yeah. and for your customers through COVID, which was quite frankly remarkable. I, I don't know what the number was. It was you, millions Steve. and millions of dollars you helped uh, employ employers recover and keep people millions. on payrolls. Yeah, it was Billions. ridiculous. It was yeah. it a B? Is it a B? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I knew it was a big number. I didn't want to guess billion. But uh, yep. uh, so you go to paychecks.com slash AWIA to download the year-end checklist today. We'll put that link in the show notes once again. And we'll be sharing that periodically as this show yes. runs and throughout the rest of the year. And uh, I do want to thank Tom again. Before, Tom, I let you go, I wanted just to mention this. Trish, you don't know this either because I just worked on this this morning. We're prepping for year-end as well here at H3HR Advisors, prepping like some year-end newsletter stuff that we send out to, to our, our, our friends. And uh, I was looking at through some of our, uh, the things on our site and the things on the, uh, where we post all these shows. And uh, the post that we did in the video are on the Paychex Voice Assist technology that we recorded at HR Tech, uh, Tom, remark- did remarkably well. It was like the second most popular post we had all year uh, on, on wow. our site. And then uh, I want to shout out our friend, Allison Stevens from Paychex, who came on the podcast to do a little preview of some HR tech conference stuff. And we did a preview show was the, the second most popular post on the, on the, sh- on our HR happy hour.net site for the entire year too. So That's how about fantastic. that? <laughs> I love it. That's I great to, to hear. Allison a shout out as well. Cause she's great. I feel, I feel like you need yeah. an award, you know? 
Tom, in I, honor of that, we're going to send you the golden cup of, you know, I'll, whatever. I'll, I will be waiting for it. I can tell you that. <laughs> Elson is an incredible resource in all sincerity. She is a great HR professional and practitioner. She is a sharp, sharp uh, resource. And one of the reasons why our HR solutions uh, continuum is so successful. She runs a really great organization and they provide an amazing benefit to our clients. Yeah. Really, really uh, underrated sort of set of yes. services that paychecks mm-hmm. can provide to their clients that uh, is distinctive in the industry too. And uh, we'll we'll get some links out there as we get to our year end uh, summaries of our year as well to That's some great. of those great resources That's throughout fun, the year. Though. So, Tom Hammond, great to see you once again. Thanks for joining us for the third annual year end prep Love and it. year forward launch show. And uh, I hope all is well and. You and and all our friends at Paychecks uh, have a great end of the year and great holiday season. Thanks, Steve. And thank you, Trish. It's great to be a part of the show. Thanks for the opportunity and happy holidays to you and all of the listeners. Thank you very much. And great stuff. Uh, Tom, thanks again. Trish, great stuff as well. We love sitting down with Tom. He's one of our very, very best friends in the industry and uh, good, good stuff. So we will link to all the things we mentioned in the show notes and uh, yeah, get get ready for year end. You've got a couple more weeks to go, but you'll get there. And, and our friends at Paychecks are there to help you do it. All right. Uh, for Trish McFarlane, for Tom Hammond, my name's Steve Bose. Thank you so much for listening to the HR Happy Hour Show. We'll see you next time and bye for now. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.